everybody, this is Maria Marquez and you are listening to Keeping It Safe, a podcast dedicated to talk about campus safety. In today's episode, I had to bring a student perspective within this conversation that we're all going to be having today. So, in the room, we have Joy. Joy, would you love to introduce yourself? Hi, thanks for having me, first of all. Aw, thank you for um, coming. <laughs> yeah, my name is Joy. I'm a criminal justice major. Um, I'm a sophomore. I'm involved in BSU and the Black Eyed Stand podcast, which is very interesting. So this is not new to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited that you get to come in and inform the listeners that you're also involved in KCSS by producing a podcast as well. So I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, definitely. All right, so the plan is, throughout this episode, I will be asking you, I will be asking Joy for all of you out there listening, a series of questions. Okay. And it's more of a question to allow me and the listeners to become informed about how accessibility and mm-hmm. campus safety tie together. And that's the whole point of this podcast. The main topic of this podcast is basically seeing how accessibility, campus safety tie together And I wanted to bring in your student perspective and share your story within this podcast. Okay. So, you ready? Yeah, for sure. All right, then. First question. What are your thoughts about the accessibility on this campus? Um, wow. Okay. The accessibility on this campus is a challenge. Um, it's not... I don't want to say it's not up to code, but it's it could be more equipped than it is. Um, like I've had a lot of challenges on this campus for example um, all the ramps within uh, the campus like for example like in the science building or like even just to go into the quad are very steep and they're hard to push Um, especially if you have a manual wheelchair like I do but you know if like it's a power chair then like of course you're not going to have like really like the same problem but um, I've had just a lot of issues with that just because it takes a lot of strength and upper body to kind of like work your way up there and like kind of just like yeah. put yourself up that hill um or and like, most of these paths are very like uphill too yeah yeah they are and so that's been like a huge problem or like there's been times where um the elevator will break down and it's like if i have like a class on like the first and second floor it's like that that's an issue because it interferes with my classes and just kind of like everything just like going down all together so like there's some there's been some stuff yeah that's been my worst fear being stuck in an elevator so have you ever been like stuck yeah. in there I, really I've, I've had been stuck in an elevator before um it's not the best experience um thing i mean i've never been stuck in an elevator here on campus which is great mm-hmm. but it's just like imagine if i did you know because yeah. like this campus is really old and it's not really updated as most campuses are and so it's just, like, the, like, the elevator in Bazzini is really old. Like, it makes noises, and that freaks me out. Uh, but thank God I've never been stuck in there, so. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, so on to our next question that I have for you. What are your suggestions on why and how accessibility can improve on? Um, like, what do you mean, like, if like, I can improve something on campus? So what suggestions do you believe? You already um, talked about how Bazzini is not mm-hmm. may not be up to code, right? And so, what suggestions do you have on campus of to improve on? Um, I mean, like maybe like a small example, like in classrooms. So, like I know because m- most of my classes are in Bazzini. So, for like certain like certain classrooms, the rooms are very really compacted, mm-hmm. and so it's just like. 
the mobility and the spacing in the classrooms of like, okay, so you have a bunch of little desks and then you have like one big desk. Yeah. I mean, you just have to make sure that that one big desk stays where it's at and not constantly gets moved around the room. But more importantly, you have to make sure that there's aisle spacing. Because it's like if you have people sitting in those desks and it's like their backpacks are all over the place. Yeah. You know, then you kind of have to like, like, not try to like roll over their backpacks, even though it's like kind of common sense of like not to leave your backpack just like flying out in the middle of the classroom. But I mean, I've had cases where it's like in some of my classes, even this semester, I constantly have to ask other students to like, move the desk back from you because it'll either be like all the way across the room somewhere and then or like I have to ask them like move a chair or something or like there's a case in one of my classes where the room is really small and so like usually when I come in the desk is like against the wall and then I have to ask everybody else to like move their desk to figure out how I'm gonna fit with my desk yeah so it's like just small stuff like that to start out with yeah, and also, like, when I go to classes in Bazzini and I have classes in there, I make sure that not to use the desk because mm-hmm. that big desk, like, up in the front nearby the door, I, I do know what you're talking about. And sometimes I see students just casually sitting there. Right. But they don't wait until to see, like, okay, who really needs that yeah. desk? Like, when you go into a class for the first day, you need to see who else is in that class to, right. like, be able to suit everyone's needs and make sure everyone is comfortable. And I'm so glad you brought that up because sometimes people don't see that. Right. You know, and I didn't even think about it being like brainstorming this podcast. And I'm so glad you provided that example because as for those students who do have the uh, opportunity to sit within the other desks, but also that could sit within those pathways because those pathways are really tiny. Like sometimes you have to walk like... By the side, it's important to take note to leave those desks alone and make sure not to move it. Yeah, exactly. Just because um, I've had a couple of situations where the desk itself, it's like it kind of just doesn't really belong in that classroom. And like I've had situations where um, like I'll come in and like there will be like a like a water bottle or whatever like people like leave stuff on the desk mm-hmm. or there's been a situation in one of my classes in the science one building where i guess they were having some sort of event over the weekend and so they used the big desk to like put like all their like their coffee stuff on like a whole like coffee set okay. was on that desk for like a really long time and so it was like they had to bring in a second desk for me to use. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, but that's that's stupid. You know, like, yeah. you're, not, you're not supposed to do that. Like, all but, the main like, thing is yeah. be mindful. Yeah. yeah, and it was like they left it there for, like, the whole week. But then it was like the thing was, like, only there for, like, the weekend. So I was like, okay, that's kind of, you know. Okay. So I think I don't, I just think that it really depends on people's awareness and consciousness. Mm-hmm. Because I know that a lot of things that I have to think about as a student with disabilities, fully able-bodied people don't have to think about and take into consideration. And so it's like, I'm not like blaming you or anything and be like, oh, you're totally stupid. But it's just like, I know that you're not aware because you don't have to be, but it's nice if you would be, you know, just out of consideration for other people that are actually going through this. 
So be mindful, everyone. Consider everybody else. Clean up your mess. Don't leave your coffee and whatnot. Right. You know, <laughs> clean after yourself. That's something our parents taught yeah. us. Or even our elders. All right. So let's say you have the ability to implement any mm. other resource on campus. Just imagine that. Um, what would it be and why? Let me see. I think one thing that I would definitely... There's a lot of things that I would implement, to be honest. Like, there's just so many things. Let it go. Um, <laughs> for, well, for example, this is something that I kind of have an issue with, is um, having night classes. So the DRS, which is Disability Resource Services, they close at 5 p.m. And so they're the only ones on this campus that have a wheelchair accessible cart. Mm-hmm. And they supposedly share that card with PD. I'm not really too sure on that. But um, it's like no one has access to that card. And so it's like, you know, you have the campus shuttle and everything like that. Or like the little other golf carts. But it's like they're not wheelchair accessible. So if I have a class from 430 to 7, that means that I have to go from wherever I'm at on campus in the dark and walk all the way back to my door knowing that we don't have enough lights or enough blue emergency poles on this campus to begin with. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, you're supposed to be able to see the next blue emergency pole from where you're at, and that's not the case on this campus. Oh, okay. And so it's like, so you want me to walk in the dark around this campus? I don't don't think so. I didn't even know know about that, about the poles, emergency poles. So it's just like, I don't... I don't really think that's a thing. I think it's just a matter of, like, you kind of feel unsafe. So it's, like, I kind of avoid night classes at all times for that reason, unless I really have to take a night class. And, yeah, I'll be like, okay, fine, whatever, I'll do it. But I just really prefer not to for that reason. And uh, I guess one other thing that I would implement that could be kind of academic in a sense is, uh, you know, we have instructional days where we don't usually have classes. Mm -hmm. So I would probably take one of the instructional instructional days and um, have a day where everybody can like kind of just come in and learn about uh, being a student with disabilities on the college campus because it and like kind of like learn about how we make our efforts to be the best functioning adults that we can be to our capabilities or to the best of our capabilities because it's like us as students with disabilities, knowing that our normal is never going to be their normal, like students, able-bodied students, you have to, that kind of means that in our daily lives, we have to think about and take a lot of extra things that could seem small to them into consideration because it affects how we live. And so it's like kind of learning that and like having that training I, uh, I think that would be, like, very important for other people to know. Mm-hmm. But even not just the students, but, like, faculty and staff also. Because within the DRS, Marvin is the only one that knows how to um, reassemble a wheelchair. So, like, he knows he's the only one that has experience with wheelchairs. And so nobody else has experience. So, like, for example, uh, last year the cart broke down and uh, the wheelchair says, well, cart broke down. And I was having health issues. And so Marvin would have to come get me to go to my classes and everything using the uh, the regular cart. And so I would transfer and then he would like take down my wheelchair and like reassemble it at the next location. And um, so if Marvin wasn't in office, then I would either have to struggle to get to class and be like very late or I would just not go at all. Mm-hmm. 
because nobody else has that training. And I think that's very important because they usually have students driving those carts. And so for a student to be driving a cart or to know another employee to be driving the cart, but then not have any experience with, peop- the pe- with the people that they're driving, it's kind of unhelpful in a sense because it's like if I have a problem with my wheelchair and I can't fix it or there's an issue where, like, I really do need a class because attendance matters, mm-hmm. then it's like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like that. I think it's a good, t- like, time, like, training for everyone, including PD, like UPD. So I think that would be, like, very useful to, like, take a day like that and, like, kind of implement that into, like, our education a little bit. Well, that's really smart to say, especially for shuttle drivers or University Police Department, if they included training with, like, oh, yeah. let's say a student who wants to ride within the shuttle also um, is on a wheelchair. This is what you do to make sure yeah. you well suit them. And yeah, all exactly. Because, I mean, I've been on a shuttle one time just because I was coming out of um, a meeting and uh, it was raining, so I wasn't about to walk home in the rain, mm-hmm. you know. And we were um, we were actually in MSR. And so the shuttle came, and so my friends did. So I transferred onto the shuttle, and then they kind of, I had to, like, kind of, like, teach them to, like, how to, like, break down my wheelchair. And then they had to, like, put it into, like, the front seat of the shuttle, and then we all, like, just went. But it's, like, the person that was driving the shuttle didn't even really try to, like, help or anything because they just didn't know how to do that. So I was, like, why don't they know how to do these things? Like, you're on a campus that I get I get it that this campus wasn't constructed to fit and suit students with disabilities and that all these things that they're just like recently implementing and like recently recognizing are happening because I know there's not that many of us on campus, but it's like we're here, we exist. And even if we're not on your campus specifically, you should still have these things here. Yeah. So definitely. it's like, why do we have to wait until we get here for all these changes to happen? Like, this should have been done before I even started. And that's why I'm so glad you're here today to talk about this in this podcast, right. to let others know about being mindful mm-hmm. for um, students mm-hmm. that come from different backgrounds. Yeah. And make sure that you, everyone feels comfortable because you can't feel safe on a campus if you don't feel comfortable you simply really going can. from point A to point B. You really can't. So thank you so much for sharing. Do you want to say anything else in regards of what you hope to implement? I know there's so many things. I mean, that's that's the basic because I I think that's just important. Um, but as far as implementing, there's a lot of other things. But, yeah. I mean, I think that would be, like, the basic for that one, the gist. And throughout these questions that I've been asking, you've been doing a great job with providing examples mm. of your experiences and what you faced mm-hmm. and also how to go by it. Right. But I want to know for the next question mm-hmm. is I want to know if you mind sharing a story of when you faced a hardship going yeah. around campus. I guess a story that I can share was with when I had my health issues. So um, back in mid-March of last year, I started having uh, muscle spasms in my chest. And so the doctor said that it was from um, straining when I pushed myself. And so uh, me being in a manual wheelchair, I have to, like, push harder to get around campus, as everyone else does. Um, So apparently um, at a certain point, the muscle spasms actually spread down my right arm. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, I don't know my left and my right, guys. She was deciding. Um, <laughs> but, like, it actually spread down my right arm. So, like, it, like, completely went numb. Like, I couldn't feel my arm. I couldn't feel my hand. Mm-hmm. And so that was, like, in result, I ended up having to take a prescribed muscle relaxers, uh, which I got from the health center. And so um, on top of my regular pain medication that I take on a daily basis. So, I mean, for that period of time, and that was actually during the period of time that the DRS cart broke down. And so it was like, you know, I explained that, like, Marvin is the only one that knows how to work a wheelchair. And so it's like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. Kind of like I was pretty much in complete malfunction from March to May until the end of the year. And so after finals were over, so it's just like having those issues of like this campus really isn't made for me or isn't really equipped for me. It's kind of like, what I don't know, like, there's really nothing I can do about it. You're a student. You want to pursue right. your education. Exactly. But it's hard when you have to face all these obstacles. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, as a student with disabilities, you know, and it's like, again, it's like a difference between the big stuff and the small stuff. And like the small stuff to me is the big stuff, you know? And so it's kind of like, you get kind of exhausted and tired of fighting for the basics to live your normal adult life. I can't imagine. And so it's like, the basics for me is like, way different from the basics that might be like for you or for somebody else that's Mm able-bodied and so it's kind of like you're already like as a campus it's kind of hard to feel safe and supported when it's like your own campus is limiting your options and limiting your space you know it's kind of like just like narrowing everything yeah it's not the best (laughs) environment to be in well I'm so glad that we're creating this podcast so others can listen and others can know your point of view, right. and especially for those individuals that are able bodies like myself. Mm-hmm. We actually get to feel empathy and feel actually understand what's right. going on and advocate and tell others like, hey, please be mindful of students yeah. who need these basics yeah. and which may not be the same as others. Right. And I them. think that's important, too, because there's a lot of social play that goes into this as far as like being social and making friends on campus or whatever just because of the fact that, like, a lot of people don't know how to approach you. Mm -hmm. And it's not because you're unapproachable, but it's because of the fact that, like, they just don't know how, just simply just don't know how. Like, they don't know how to, like, can I hang out with this person? Like, oh, I can't walk too fast, oh, I can't walk too slow. Like, different stuff like that. Like, just don't really know how to handle the situation and, like, assess it for themselves. And so it's kind of like, socially, it's kind of like, okay... So if I'm to, like, make friends and stuff like that, it's, like, kind of, like, that kind of plays a little bit into, like, the mental health because sometimes I know, for example, myself, I can be, seem somewhat unapproachable or, like, isolated, and it's because I am because of the fact that, like, I'm just mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted of having to fight for the basics that should have already been in place before I got here. And it's kind of just, like, making those social connections of everybody kind of having their group of friends and their cliques already. And it's like, I have no one to relate to because no one's ever been in my body and no one ever will be. And so it's kind of like, they can try to wait all they want, whether like they've had like other people, other relatives or whatever, be in a wheelchair. But it's like, you don't, that doesn't align (laughs) with what my thing is. And so, I mean, it's great that people try to actually feel that empathy for you, but it's different when they actually kind of like, ask and I know that a lot of like in my experience a lot of times people are afraid to ask questions Mm -hmm. and it's like I don't have a problem with people asking questions it's just the fact of like 
I know you have a question. I know you want to ask, but it's like the fact that you're afraid to ask makes me irritated. Oh, it's okay. Like, if you, because it's like if you really want to know, just ask me. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna scold you about it. Mm-hmm. Like if you really want to know, I'm gonna sit down and tell you. You know. And so it's like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Like, if you really want to know, just ask. Like, be polite about it. Just do it. Because, I mean, it's really not like, I'm not like a scary person, I promise you. I mean. She's great to talk to, everyone. Yeah, thank you. Honestly, I admire how, like, even though you may be facing all these obstacles and you see that the campus is still not well suited Mm -hmm. or up to code. Right. But you're still involved. And you're yeah. still in those classes. You're still pursuing your education and right. still creating that social life. Yeah. And that's what I admire because you don't let those obstacles stop you from enjoying your college year. Right. I mean, I try my best. I'm yeah. not going to lie. It's really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, I'm the only physically disabled person that lives on campus. And so that's even harder because you know how the campus shuts down on the weekends and everything yeah but i mean i tried because it's like honestly at this point as far as like well you have to like look at like the groups into this so it's like for me it's like i'm black i'm a woman and i'm disabled like those are like all target minority groups you know in a sense and it's kind of just like at this point you kind of have to prepare for the worst and, and pray for the best because you know, if you're doing all that you can do, then that that's it. Like, you did your part, you know? It's really up to your school because it really just depends because, you know, like, sometimes you could feel like you're asking for too much or you're asking too many questions when it's actually, no, by law, I'm required and I'm allowed to have these things, mm-hmm. and these things should be implemented. And so it's like you kind of just have to realize that and actually just really know what you're allowed as a student with disabilities and what you're required to have. Yeah, and then that's why I brought it up to this episode, and I'm emphasizing that accessibility and campus safety is something that's connected and should be connected. It should be brought to everyone's attention. And I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I'm going to ask this question that I just said right now Mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. Why do you think accessibility is important to have when students are on a college campus? Because I think as students with disabilities, we want our independence and our freedom just as anyone else does. Um, And, like, I think it's a matter of adjustment, you know? And it's like if we can't, for example, it's like if we can't fit through a door, that's obviously a problem. You know, for example, um, I never use the bathrooms in main dining because they're too small. (laughs) I don't fit in there. And so it's like... You know, so it's kind of like if I don't even even if I don't fit into the bathroom or I do fit like if I squeeze in there. But then it's like I have to like maneuver myself out of my wheelchair and into the stall. That's still not convenient. And accessibility is important because one, that means you're in violation of the law because every campus has to accommodate according to the ADA rights. And so you have to you have to have that implemented. Mm -hmm. And second of all, it's just not it's not fair. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like... since it's not morally right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, sensory disabilities are just really like any other student. Mm-hmm. You know, they just might function a little differently, but they're just like any other student. Mm-hmm. They want their freedom. They want their independence. They want their education. They just want to have fun because when you come to college, you're not just paying for the degree that you're getting at the end of the four years. You're paying for a four-year experience. And you want that four-year experience to be worth all the money that you're spending. So it's kind of just like 
and you want that the same thing for disabled students or else you know you'll have disabled students who really just want to leave and just want to transfer and you don't know why and they're just not getting fed and getting the things that they need at this campus but the thing is being with the students with disabilities you kind of just learn how to stay where you're at anyway because it's not guaranteed or promised to you that it'll be better at the next campus you want to go to because a lot of other campuses aren't equipped either Mm -hmm. you know and it's like for example like if I wanted to transfer somewhere for example like back in the Bay Area because that's where I'm from it's like Cal State East Bay itself is on a hill yeah so why would I go to Cal State East Bay you know or like for example like Laney has a lot of stairs why would I go to go to Laney and it's just like different stuff like that like the little things you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like the little things matter and so it's like you have to take all these little baby steps into consideration yeah, this is college, and everybody's supposed to be at the college level, but sometimes students with disabilities just need, like, that extra helping hand to, like, kind of, like, make it throughout their day, because I'm, like, I'm telling you, like, these these little things, they matter, like, these are the things I need to, like, kind of just, like, survive on a daily basis, like, you're not taking it into consideration. Yeah. And so, like, it kind of, like, plays into all these different things throughout the day, and it's kind of just, like, it just makes it, the whole thing just makes it really, like, inaccurate if you don't have it. And that's why in Keeping It Safe, my podcast episodes, they consist of other campus safety topics, Mm -hmm. not just what to do in case of an emergency Mm -hmm. or campus safety tips that came from my part, Mm -hmm. but also about mental health and how to like manage your time within college. Because sometimes people forget that as college students, we have a lot of going on. Not only do we have classes, we also have work, but we also want to get involved. And sometimes people forget the connection of accessibility and campus safety. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to bring awareness to this topic. And I was fortunate enough to come across to you and you coming by to this podcast and sharing your student perspective. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, I think as students with disabilities, yeah, we might have to deal with a little bit more. Like, yeah. I mean, just because it, well, first of all, it depends on the disability. But it's still more. Just because it's like, you know, it's like you have to work basically five to ten times as hard as everybody else does and it's kind of like a matter of fact of like you know if for example like if I'm in pain or something and it's like well guess who's not going to class today or like if the elevator's broken guess who's missing class today like you know like just simple stuff like that because it's like you have for example it's like you have ten options versus I have two options you know and it's either pushing and struggling myself up that ramp or getting myself in that elevator no matter how much I hate elevators. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and it's kind of like all I'm asking is for, like, another bathroom versus you have 10 bathrooms over here, you know, because I know from my my experience and my example is uh, the most accessible accessible bathrooms that I know of are um, in Science 1 and in Naragi. And maybe, I want to say maybe Bazzini. Oh, okay. But it's just, like, everybody has all these options of a bathroom versus, like, okay, I have, like, two to three buildings I can go to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just a matter of, like, you have to think smarter than that. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you, re- you really have to think smarter than that. And it's just a matter of, like, everything literally has to be accessible. You have to think about the doors. Are the doors heavy? 
Are they wide enough? Yeah, like, are they heavy? Are they wide enough? Do we need a button? Put a button there. Like, I don't even care if the door is light. Like, put a button there anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just about, like, being mindfulness and being considerate. Because it's like, yeah, I could push myself and get across this campbell. And even though I may be, like, struggling and hurting or whatever, it's like, if I have to open a heavy door... Why, why Why? should I be even have to, like, open a door in the first place? Like, just put a button there, push the button, mm-hmm. open the door automatically, and I'd be cool. Because, I mean, I, there's been some situations where I'll go into a building and the button doesn't work. And so it's like the buttons need to be on at all times. Because it's like either the button doesn't work or, like, the, just the switch isn't on. And, like, I guess, like, just sometimes like, they're not aware of it. And so, like, I'll end up, like, having, like, open a heavy door and then catching my breath, and then telling a staff member, like, hey, the button's not working. And they'll be like, oh, okay, sorry, I'll fix it. So it's just, like, stuff like that. Like, just really being mindful, honestly, because it's, like, like I said, it's a matter of, like, just being aware and being conscious of it. Because, yeah, people can see us just, like, kind of, like, rolling around this campus and going around, but it's, like, they're still not conscious of the fact of, like, what we go through on a daily basis just to be the best functioning adults that we can be as possible. Mm-hmm. So now with that said, can you provide some campus safety tips? For example, like what other campus safety tips do you have for other students on campus with accessibility needs? On my first episode, I provided my campus safety Mm -hmm. tips. But like you mentioned, they may be different coming from you. So can you please provide these campus safety tips for For other students? For sure. Um, I would say any student with disabilities, like whether it be like physical or not, um, I would just say... Use the DRS every chance you get. Like, really stay on them about stuff. You like, like you know, like if you need to get testing or like, it's like, hey, like I have this, this, and that. And my professor isn't doing this, that, and the third. You know, like use them for anything you need. They're there, so use your resource for that. Um, don't be afraid to speak up. Yeah, if not definitely your needs don't. Either. Definitely don't because I mean they're there for you and they're gonna help you. Like if you're gonna be here for four years, you're gonna need help to survive. Um. As far as professors go, I would say the DRS gives every student with disabilities a teacher letter. Please stay on your professors about that teacher letter because I've had professors who I feel like didn't even read the letter. They'll just be like, you give it to them on like the first week of school and they'll be like, okay, just tell me what you need. And it's like, well, everything I need is in that letter. So you should read the letter. Like stay on them with like stay on them about your accommodations in that class. Like like really like what you need to make it through that class the best way as possible because I mean you're you're allowed to have it. Yeah. So that letter is like um explaining the professor this is what this student needs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So it's like, you know, like just it's not guaranteed that they'll read them, which is why I say stay on top of them. Mm-hmm. Um make sure, please, please make sure Every student with disabilities has to know their ADA rights because if you don't, you're going to get screwed over. Um, there's no doubt about that. So like, just really just make sure you know your rights on any college campus. Know what has to be implemented. Like Know what your accommodations are. Know like the rules for that as you like, assume with disabilities because you're really you, it's, it's hard and it's complicated. And it's like sometimes they don't really expect you to know your rights but once you kind of bring it up to them and be like no this by law is what I am required to have then they don't have a choice but to fix it so please make sure you know your ADA rights about that um I would say pretty much just 
if you need psychological services, use it. I mean, it's there because I know for me it's stressful. So it's like, you know, if that'll help you really be your stress or whatever, please go and just, again, use your resources. Um, and I would say probably like the last thing, uh, just in general, no matter what, try your best to exceed in your adult life and just kind of function however you have to function. I mean, it's going to be difficult and times are going to get rough, but you got to do what you got to do no matter how hard it gets. Yeah, well, that's honestly, I I know in my shoes, I would have not been able to provide that type of advice to mm-hmm. other students. And that's why I asked Joy to come prepared for this podcast, to come with advice for other students who face these accessibility needs or they also could relate to you as they listen to this podcast and be like me too I thought it was just me no like it's obviously happening um this podcast is to bring more awareness to it to allow other students to be mindful and curious about this yeah and um that's why I am so glad you're here to share it right and that's like my thing is like one more thing is the fact of like not all disabilities are visible. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, like your best friend could have a disability and you not even know it. And so it's like, I just really want everybody out there to kind of really just take into consideration all of these things that I'm saying because it's there and it exists. And it's like, some people might not know how to cope with their disability, you know? And so it's like, kind of just like, really just use your resources because, you know, they're, like, you know, like, invisible disabilities are a thing, you know, whether that be, like, you're a diabetic or you have learning disabilities or ADHD or whatever that is, you know, kind of, like, it's there and it happens and it's real. And so it's kind of, like, it can't be ignored, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think it's a moment in time where it's, like, you get tired of being pushed to the side and, like, kind of, like, everything is just, like, brushed off. To where it's like, no, you're going to do this because by law I'm required to have it. And it has to be equipped in this manner because you can only take so much before you explode. Yeah. And thank you for sharing this information and these tips Mm -hmm. to us. Um, We really appreciate it. And this has been a learning experience for me. The previous podcast, I had to do research on my own. But this time I had the opportunity to work with you, get to, get to know you, get to have these conversations with you and actually get to know what's going on. And what I just learned right now, other students are also going to learn as well. Right. And other staff, faculty or professors that stumble upon this podcast as well. In order to be able to feel safe on campus, we also have to be comfortable on campus to feel safe. Right. Being able to move from point A to point B, being able to utilize the services or go to classes just how everyone else does. Because if we don't feel safe or not comfortable on our campus, then how safe do we really feel? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So That's thank definitely. you, Joy, for sharing yeah. your student perspective thank with us. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so happy I got to. I met, I met a new friend, everyone. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> also, for, for providing us with your own campus safety tips that students can use as well. So for the next episode of Keeping It Safe, this episode will be talking about social justice conference that is held here at Stan State on actually next week, Tuesday, November 13th through Thursday, November 16th. This is a community-focused conference that is three days long here on campus. So if you feel like you can't make it at all, don't feel like you have to attend to every single workshop. 
at least attend a few of them that works with your schedule because I fully understand you have school, you have work, so make sure to balance your time. But this social justice conference is filled with speakers and major themes each day that could benefit you in learning something new within those three days and something that you didn't know about the Turlock community. You can learn more details about this conference, whether it's what speakers are coming by to talk in this conference or what workshops will be happening by checking out the school website at csustand.edu. By going on the school website, you'll also have the opportunity to click on the social justice conference and that's where you'll learn more about the conference. So make sure to check out this next podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode that you just listened to. But don't forget, the next episode for Keeping It Safe is on November 23rd. Like always, keep it safe here at Stan State Warriors. <laughs>